Today is the 28th of March, and we're studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is into action, step five, and our speaker tonight is Heidi B. Thank you, Heidi B. Take it away. Hi, thank you. Heidi B. from New York. Really grateful to be here tonight. Oh, I just want to take a breath and ask my higher power to speak through me. Um, today is my two-year anniversary um, in this program after coming back from a six-year relapse. Um, so I'm really, really grateful to be here today. And um, I I'd actually asked to speak today because it was going to be my birthday. <laughs> and then I realized it was step five. And I was like, oh, what am I going to say about step five? But then I realized, like, actually, step five is um, probably like the biggest um, step five, steps five and nine where, where I've had the biggest awakenings, um, you know, and I still feel like I'm waking up all the time, but those were definitely key and pivotal points for me. Um, so just to qualify really quickly, um, I, I think I was born a compulsive overeater. Uh, my entire family is obese. Um, my mother died at a very young age of diabetes. Um, my father died of um, alcoholism. There was addiction um, all over and through my family. Um, and it wasn't abnormal or weird to eat the way that we ate because we all ate that way. And so I didn't think it was weird until I got out into the world <laughs> and realized that other people didn't eat the way I ate. Um, it was around when I was 10, when my father started to make remarks about like, don't get fat, don't get fat. And I actually wasn't like, I was chubby, but I wasn't like uh, an obese child. Um, and so that was when I kind of became like most conscious of it. Um, uh, by the time I was 25, I felt like I had tried everything. Um, I had had multiple prescription um, treatments from medical doctors. I had tried several um, weigh and pays. I had tried, you know, very various diets that mostly ones that I made up myself, uh, but many of the market ones that, you know, everybody else has tried. And at the age of 25, right before my 25th birthday, actually, I went and I had lap band surgery. And at that time, it was a newer procedure. This is about 20 years ago. Um, and I thought that that was it. I was so excited for it. I was like, oh, thank God, finally an answer. And um, because I, and I knew that like, I knew that I couldn't do it. Um, I didn't know what it meant to be a compulsive overeater, but I knew that I couldn't stop eating and all of my diets and all of my attempts at um, control were really about trying to put myself into some sort of box that would stop me from, <laughs> from eating. Um, and so like, I remember before I had the surgery, I like, I went and upfront paid for a two-year gym membership because that way I would have to go. Of course I went once and never went back. Um, you know, and I didn't have money to pay $2,000 for a gym membership that I was never going to use. And, um, and so those were the types of things that I did. And, um, 
So I had the surgery. And when I had the surgery, um, one of the tests that's uh, required is a psych eval. And the psychiatrist told me that I should see someone for my emotional eating. And I, when I started, um, I sought out almost immediately uh, within a week or two, um, the help of a therapist. And that therapist uh, was the one that told me about OA. And so it was shortly um, after having had weight loss surgery that I had come into the program, but I had already had the, the surgery. And so I wasn't all in right away because I was losing weight with the surgery. Um, what happened though, is that um, the surgery didn't go well for me and I started to get sick and um, I was still trying to binge and, you know, I, I couldn't because this was restricting me physically. Um, and so I was getting food stuck in, I was getting food stuck and, and I needed to, I felt that I needed to throw up in order to not die because I felt like I was going to die. Um, but then, you know, in doing that, I realized that I could just throw up. And I started to do that um, on purpose many, many times a day for about a year. And it was, it was only about a year because it cost me like $15,000 in um, dental work. Uh, and I stopped, <laughs> I stopped because I couldn't afford that uh, to continue doing it. And I just, you know, it, it just wasn't my like default. And so I couldn't, I, I just couldn't keep it up. Um, but what happened very quickly is that I was still eating and um, I started to gain weight again because I was no longer purging. Um, and then that's when I started to listen uh, in the rooms. Um, so I just want to share my pictures really quickly before I go on. Um, so uh, the first picture is right before I well, right after I had surgery, I had just had surgery. That was in 2003. So almost, um, 20 years ago. And then three years later, um, this was me with my, my niece. And so I had lost the weight and I was in a normal body weight. Um, my story is that I maintained that weight for a couple of years and, um, then I started to gain it back. And so this is my mug shots <laughs> until, 2021. This is actually March 18th of 2021. And that was 10 days before I got abstinent. Um, I had come back to the rooms, but um, I hadn't gotten abstinent yet. And then this I always share because this is for me what recovery looks like, right? Like I, um, you know, I, I did lose some weight. I've lost 135 pounds, but more importantly, I've got, I've gotten a life like a serious life. And these are more recent. Those are older. Um, these are from the birthday party. And this is from a trip I just had in France. And so it, it's, um, it's just such a gift. And actually I was um, uh, borrowing the idea from uh, the young people's retreat, um, which happened over the weekend of like sharing how we get to live life, right? Like after we recover and it's just such an amazing gift. And so much more than the weight loss for sure. Um, so bringing it back to step five though, um, when I did it the first time you saw in the pictures, I had lost weight. I had gotten down to a normal body weight. I did work the steps and I did have a 
period, a, a couple of years of, um, you know, freedom. And I, you know, I thought that I was happy, joyous and free. Um, but there were some holes in, in what I was doing. Um, but I, I had worked the steps with the sponsor. And I, I remember she had me do the fourth step on forms. And I was um, recalling that when I was, when I was giving her my fifth step, I remember like not reading every word because I was kind of like, as I was going through, it was kind of like, well, this is stupid. I don't need to read that out loud. And, um, and you know, it's like, it's exactly what we hear, right? <laughs> like the, the tales of like, if you don't do it thoroughly. Um, and, you know, that was like one of many things that um, I didn't do thoroughly, but that was, that was a, a big one. And, I was working with someone at the time who um, had a religious faith that um, I had a deep religious faith and I, I didn't identify uh, as religious at all. In fact, I always say that, um, and this is true, when I came into the program, I was violently anti-religious. Um, I was very angry. And um, when, you know, when I started working with this person, um, even though she didn't actually do anything that caused this thought, I decided that she was judging me. Um, and so I was always worried about what I said. Um, and I didn't feel that I could be completely honest. And those are not in any way because of something that she said or did. Although one time she did tell me that I might want to practice abstinence <laughs> before getting married. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, relationship abstinence. Um, but aside from that, she never said, um, you know, she never said she was very kind and, and, and um, accepting of me. But I had I had all these hangups and, you know, and I decided that like she was going to judge me if. Um, she knew all of the things that I had done. And um, in step five on page 73, it talks about uh, more than most people, the alcoholic leads a double life. He is very much the actor to the outer world. He presents his stage character. This is the one he likes his fellows to see. He wants to enjoy a certain reputation, but he knows in his heart he doesn't deserve it. And that resonated so deeply with me um, because I felt like I was I, I needed to show up as someone that I wasn't in order to be loved. And I, I did that in all aspects of my life. Um, I, you know, I came, as I said, from a family uh, riddled with addiction. Um, and what I would do is one of two things. Um, I would either pretend to be who I thought you needed me to be or wanted me to be, or I would be brutally honest to push you away. And so what I would do is, you know, if somebody was sort of trying to get to know me, I would, you know, I would say, yeah, okay, here's my story. When I was eight years old, I was molested. When I was 14, I was uh, taken advantage of and became pregnant. When I was 19, my father died of alcoholism. And I would like hit you with that so that you would just back the F up and leave me alone. Um, and that was my MO. Um, and so I, you know, I came in with this like huge chip on my shoulder of like, 
no one gets me, no one understands, no one's been through what I've been through, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> what I know now, right, is that um, everybody's got a story, right? Everybody's got a story. And, um, and doing the fifth step this second time around has been the biggest, I think, transformational thing for me is that my whole life I had been and I still struggle with this and I, I share about this all the time, but um, I had been dishonest and ingenuine because I was afraid to let people get close to me. Um, I was afraid I was not good enough, um, you know, et cetera. And um, doing the, the fifth step this time around, I, I, I read everything that was on the page and even though I had like this deep, deep fear that my spot, my sponsor that was taking me through at the time um, was going to have the same judgments, I just did it anyway. And because I wanted, I wanted recovery so bad, so bad. Um, when I had come in after that relapse of six years, I'd gained all my weight back um, and then some. Uh, I was going, I was uh, 42 going on 43. I couldn't walk. I couldn't get into bed without losing my breath and taking several minutes to catch my breath again. Um, I had seen the doctor on March 2nd, uh, which was right before I'd come back. And he was telling me to have weight loss surgery again. And I was like, I can't like, do you not understand <laughs> like what I've been through? I can't do that. You know, that's not an option. Um, because he didn't know what else to do for me. Like he didn't know what else he had tried. He, there were times that he got like annoyed with me at my, my visits. And the only reason I was showing up to the doctor's um, visits, because otherwise I wouldn't have, is that I needed um, prescriptions. And so he, you know, there would be a certain amount of time that he would say, okay, you've got to come back <laughs> um, before he would fill them again. And so um I guess what I was uh, sort of getting at earlier was when I did the fifth step this time around, I was in such a desperate place, um, which is where we need to be um, a lot of times, that I, I wanted recovery so bad, even though I was so afraid that um, my sponsor would, you know, have this judgment uh, of me. Um, I, I read everything that, that was there. And, you know, um, one of the gifts of, one of the many gifts of the sponsor and sponsee relationship is that, um, you know, we, we're loving and kind um, and accepting and not judgmental um, with, with our sponsees and, um, and with each other, of course, but. Thank you. Um, you know, when I finished reading my, um, the, the sponsor that uh, was taking me through, uh, had she had had herself on mute and she got off mute and she was like crying with me. And she's, you know, and she basically just said, me too, you know, me too. Um, and that was like such a healing thing for me. Um, to just, you know, to just not feel like 
I used to say that like um, I was walking around with the scarlet letter, you know, like that's how I felt as a teenage mom and like such shame. Um, and so to for that to be lifted and just, you know, in doing this work, like being able to um, just be me and be accepted and, and walk through um, with that, like, you know, I, I, there's a, one of our fellows who says like, we take trust falls with God. And I think that, you know, I also have taken trust falls with the steps and, and with fellows and with sponsors. And, um, you know, it's when I trust and I get to the other side and I can see that, like, not only it's okay, but it's awesome. (laughs) And, um, you know, and, and that helps me to, to keep going through the work and, I just want to, uh, I guess, wrap really quickly with, as a sponsor, what my experience has been. Um, and I feel like I'm still learning. I haven't taken that many people through the steps. Um, in I've been abstinent two years, but I've been recovered a year and a half. And I think I've taken less than 10 people uh, through a fifth step. Um, many of those people are no longer around. Um, so it's, you know, it's not, it's obviously, it it is what it is. And that's how it goes. Um, But my experience has been, um, you know, I kind of struggle with like, how much do you how much do you say? And how much do you not say? And how much do you let someone have their own experience? Um, And how much do you sort of support and help them to see what they maybe aren't seeing? And so that has been probably the hardest um, part of like taking the fifth step, um, taking a fifth step. But um, it's also been so rewarding to be on the other side and just like to be entrusted with that from someone else. And and just the amount of love that you have for that person in that moment Um and, you know, and hope to convey that to them. (laughs) Thank you. Um, You know, it's, it's such a vulnerable space and, um, you know, none of us do any of this perfectly, but having received love and to be able to give back love um, just has provided for me so much healing. and has just, I don't know, it just has been, it's changed, um, it's changed a lot about the way that I, I see things. Um, so that's all I got. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Heidi. Um, we're now going to open the meeting for questions or three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week, which is into action step five. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or asterisk nine if you're on the phone and the Zoom host Catherine will call the raised hands in order uh, and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Will the timekeeper, Rich, please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. And if the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, leader, oh, it says leader calls name and order. Okay, so that's 
back to me. Okay, who would like to? Amy, go ahead, girl. <laughs> hey, everybody. Amy B. Compulsive Overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state from the food for today. Thank you so much, Tony, and thank you so much, Catherine, for um, your service tonight. Everybody who read, everybody who is here. Um, I'm going to come back to everybody who is here in a second. Heidi, thank you so much for, well, I mean, for a whole bunch of things, but tonight for your service in um, sharing your experience in this program and your experience with the fifth step, both in receiving it and, and, and giving it. Um, it was really just beautiful when you talked about your sponsor just saying me too and that quiet moment of that and how then you spoke about being on the other side of it. And, you know, I've been, you know, recovered for a number of years and I've taken a number of fifth steps and I look back on the ones I took back in the beginning that just, just, it, it just cracks me up at how you know, self-indulgent I was in like thinking that I was some kind of like recovery helper. It's just, you know, and well-intentioned with the fire of newly recovered fifth stepping. I look back on that now and I'll, and, and there are people who I took those ridiculous fifth steps from who are still like in and recovered. So go figure, you know, um, although I would never do it that way. Well, I shouldn't say never. One, well, I don't know. I don't know. Right? I don't know. But um, the I love, I love how you talked about. Okay, so first of all, like, there's the formal fifth step that we're that we're talking about, and then there's just the principle of the fifth step, which is being honest and sharing the stuff that's inside my head with someone else getting it out so it doesn't feel so big and so trapped anymore. And that's like a principle of the fifth step that I get to practice in this program on outreach calls, in meetings, on my text phone, phone all the time. Um, and back to everybody here, thanking everybody for being here tonight. The principle of the fifth step and the receiving side is that creating and holding of safe space, of just sitting next to each other, of not being alone, that service. And we're doing it here tonight. We're all sort of informally fifth stepping for each other, right? Um, and I just, I love what this program allows us to create. Um, gentle time. And yeah, that's my gentle time. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Amy. Maureen. Thank you, Heidi. That was a very powerful lead. I just want to make sure you guys can hear me. Can you hear me? Okay. Um, yeah, you know, for as much as you were saying that you wanted to push people away and, you know, your demeanor tonight was such that it was very inviting and you could see that you were humble and you can see that you're a miracle. And, you know, so to, to, to see the juxtaposition of that really, um, gives us the opportunity to know that we can have that too. And I just wanted to say that. 
Thank you, Maureen. Catherine, go ahead. Thanks. Um, yeah, thank you so much for uh, for sharing, Heidi, and congratulations on uh, on two years. That's awesome. Um, I I love that you pulled out the the quote from page seventy three on you know he is very much an uh, the actor to the outer world who presents his stage character. This is the one he likes his fellows to see. He wants to enjoy a certain reputation, but knows in his heart he doesn't deserve it. And that that to me is such a, a key key piece with the the fifth step. And like a, another fellow just shared the principle of the fifth step, which I love as well. The that idea of like I've got something that's weighing on me that I don't want to share. And in general, I'm not afraid of sharing things with people, but there the, there are a few things that you know they come up and I. Like I'm gonna hold that close to my chest. I don't. I don't want anybody to know that I just thought of that. That that was something that that came up for me. And now in recovery, that is like the moment where I know I have to share that. I have to get on the phone. I have to go to a meeting and and share about that. I have to. And it's it's this amazing feeling that I don't. I don't think I've ever experienced before. But. Um, being, being in program and actually having that instinct to like the minute I say to myself I can't share this with somebody is like I have to share it and I and so I I love that there that we have this step that reminds us yes it is so important to get that off of our chest it doesn't matter what we look like to other people no one no one here is judging us everyone's been in our place or in a similar place, their own version of, our, of this place. And we're all open to hearing whatever somebody else has to share. The important thing is getting it, getting it out and not keeping it to ourselves. So thanks Heidi so much for, uh, for bringing that up today. Thank you, Catherine. Anna. Hi, I'm Anna. I'm a compulsive overeater and I'm new to the group. I came last night and I was converted right away. Um, I just have to say um, what a warm and strong and courageous group. Um, I'm really sensitive to vibes and energy and I, I've never experienced the warmth that I feel in this room and safety. So I'm jumping in there. Um, thank you so much, Heidi. And um, I'm on day 22 back and I um, actually just uh, did the, a fifth step. And, um, but I just, I want to say um, I really relate because I, I really used my trauma as um, something to just push, push people away. And I, so I've really related to that. And um, I think it was maybe some, I think somebody last night was saying like, um, healing I, I don't know what she said exactly but the gist of it was that telling the sins of others doesn't bring deep relief is that's was what I took away from it and you know that that is true in the sense of if we're telling the sins of others and um but having somebody understand or connect with our pain really deeply is is really powerful and 
one of my favorite qualifications, um, the person started by saying the two most spiritual words are me too. And I just, I, I really believe that. And um, so your story gives me such courage tonight, um, especially um, it's really interesting to be able to share photos and things and, you know, to hear um, I had uh, lost, um, you know, significant weight and, and gained it back. And it's been a real nightmare. Um, I feel a lot of shame and I'll just, um, yeah, I had a, a tough, tough doctor's appointment today. Um, but I just, you know what I did? I, I, I'm still trying to figure out who God is or, and, um, after the appointment, I got some bad news and I, there was a church across the street and I'm just kind of a seeker. And I found this little, this little icon and it, um, it, it, she's an undoer of knots undoer of knots I thought that was so cool because it's like all the knots in my story and in my mind and like is there a softening is there an opening here and um I know I'm in the right place and I just humbly ask to to keep coming back to this beautiful group thanks so much thank you so much Anna okay Sally Okay, hi everybody. Anna, welcome. I I I ditto what you said. I got on this meeting after years of other meetings and just felt a warmth and a safety here that I hadn't felt in other meetings. And there's really great recovery here. Um I recently did a just did a fifth, six and seven step about eight days ago. And um because I really realized that I was I was abstinent, but I wasn't emotionally sober and I needed to do some really deep digging. And it was a long process, um, months of going through the steps. And I'm grateful for that because I've got to really experience um, my insanity. And one of the things that came out of my fourth step and then my, my step guide helped me see when I was doing my fifth step was she, Number one, I use, I've used my trauma to justify my selfish behavior, you know, and that all I needed to do this time around, forget what my dad did to me, forget what so-and-so did to me. What did I do? And maybe I didn't do that to that person, but did I do it to someone else? And that was key for me. It was like, yep. And it happened today. You know, I was pointing the finger at my husband and I let him know I didn't like what he did. And then I, like a, two seconds later, I'm like, well, you do the same thing. And it's embarrassing and it's humbling. And I had to make an amend to him. But to be able to look at this stuff and, and another big piece of the fifth step is um, where where have I harmed some, any, somebody, you know? Where is a harm that I, the way I did that fourth step this time of the last line was, did I cause this person any harm? And I'm having to look at, um, you know, the gossip and all that stuff, how I might not harm someone to their face, but what am I energetically, how am I energetically be behaving? And that I, I can't get away with it anymore. I have a hangover and I don't like myself and then I can't wait to have dinner. So um, I, I, 
I'm really thankful that I got to go through this process again. And it's it's not a one and done I'm learning. It's I don't, it's not about going through the steps and living in 10, 11, and 12 for me. I really needed to go back and start over with a beginner mind and set aside everything I think I know about the book, God, everything. And it's hard because I'm I I think I'm hot shit because I've been in the room 42, 42 years. And I'm not well, I am hot shit, no joke. Um, I thought I knew it all, you know. I'm this OA, this OA. Why aren't I speaking on the circuit? It's like I don't want any of that, you know. I, I want serenity. And I'm getting that. Thank you. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. Thanks. And welcome, welcome, Anna. Glad you're here. Thank you so much, Sally. Larissa. Okay, I did it. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I'm here tonight. Larissa, compulsive overeater and bulimic. And thank you, Heidi, for your share. I thought I knew you and I just learned a lot more and you are just wonderful. Really, you're wonderful. And I think you're an example of this program in action. Um, and, you know, the everything that it gives us, you said you came in to the program angry and ready for a fight. Um, check, check. And I think that's maybe why we connected. <laughs> <laughs> why you put up with me you know full disclosure Heidi's my sponsor and I absolutely love her <laughs> um and you know the fifth step yes you know I, there were things there were things that I shared with you that I thought I would never share with anyone and I had release and you know what it doesn't stop though you know it doesn't stop and I'm so grateful to have you in my life because um, because I can come to you and I can tell you things that I'm ashamed of in recovery, you know, things I've done. The fifth step doesn't stop, does it? We do tense all the time. Um, and sometimes we don't do tense and sometimes it's the sponsor that we tell. And I'm so grateful that I have you and never once have I felt judged ever. And that's the beauty of this program really. And that's, I think, how it works for us um, is to feel the love, you know, maybe that we'd never felt before and to get rid of the shame and to get rid of these dark secrets. It is so miraculous. So thank you so much for your share. Thank you, Larissa. Francesca. Uh, Francesca, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Uh, thank you, Heidi, so, so much for your share. Um, you know, you said you came into the rooms around at like 25 or that's really when, you know, you had like hit a bottom. Um, and, you know, I came into the rooms four years ago. I had just turned 22. So I definitely get coming here at an early age um, and just wanting to try everything um, and nothing worked until I came to program for me, but I think, you know, something you said really stuck out to me and you said, oh, I, I got, you know, lap band surgery and, you know, I, I was like, 
in the rooms, but like I wasn't because like I was losing weight with that. And that really stuck out to me because when I first came to the rooms, that was my goal. I want to keep the weight off. I want to look a certain way and I don't want to be eating a certain way anymore. Um, And that really resonated with me because before coming to the rooms, a solution for me looked like what's going to keep the weight off. And that was just so powerful for me to hear from you, you know, tonight, just like that was my mindset. And today I don't have to live in, you know, my solution being keeping the weight off, you know, that, that is a byproduct of working this program, but that is not the purpose of working this program. I'm going to look however my higher power wants me to look. And I can accept that today because I work this program. And I, and I, I accept that not like, you know, white knuckling and saying like, I hope I can accept it. Like I accept it. I'm at peace accepting that. And that is, you know, the amazing, amazing part of this program is that I don't need to think about my weight today and, and have that as my, my goal of every day to keep the weight off. I don't care. (laughs) I live my life and it's a free, amazing, amazing thing. So for anyone new to program, like that is, you know, that's, that's where the true hope is, is not needing to care. It's not, oh, like I, I can get what I want. I can keep the weight off. No, it's even better than keeping, like keeping the weight off. It's, it's not caring if you do or you don't. Um, or at least that's my experience in program. So that was the first thing. And the second thing you said, you know, you had a sponsor and you were so afraid of being judged by this person. And you mentioned, you know, how, you know, you, you can be whoever someone wants you to be. And, and that is something I struggle with as well. I struggled with it before program, while working program. Um, and I think, time. thank you. I, I will just wrap up and say, you know, that was really powerful to hear as well, because you mentioned how your sponsor wasn't the problem. It was a thinking problem, being afraid of what someone was going to think of you. And getting past that is where the recovery comes in as well. So thank you again, Heidi. Thank you, Francis.